0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to August 11th meeting of the Sustainability Advisory Board. Um, Hold on, I was just pulling up the agenda now to see what we got going on. Okay, so um, we have quorum, 532, called the meeting to order. Um, It looks like uh, Jasmine's going to explain the hybrid meeting procedures, which will be a first for us, so... Go ahead, Jasmine.
1: Okay, Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Welcome everyone. Um, So today we have folks on Zoom and then we have two members that are in the city commission room with me here. Um, So they will uh, appear on your Zoom as well, I believe. Um, And so there will be opportunities for uh, everyone to communicate. Oh, yep, there we go. So you should see Ben uh, showing up in your, um, your Brady Bunch style uh, Zoom window right there. Just as a reminder, um, please keep yourself muted if you are not speaking so that we can reduce the feedback. Um, those of us in the commission room do uh, are wearing masks. So if anybody has trouble hearing at any moment, um, just wave your hand or something and, and we can make sure to uh, speak up a little louder. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, Also, please state your name before you speak each time so that it's clear who is speaking and those that are listening just to the audio can distinguish who is speaking. Um, This meeting is being broadcast live on on our cable network as well as on YouTube and will be available uh, for later viewing on YouTube as well. So um, we do have several members public in attendance today. Um, there will be opportunities for public comment uh, for each item as well as at the end of the meeting for any items that or for anything that's not listed on the agenda. So with that, uh, I will turn it back over to Makokwa.
0: Thank you, Jasmine. Are we having people from the public show up in person too?
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Um, They are uh, able to show up in public, but currently we do not have anyone here that is uh, in person wanting to give public comment.
0: Okay, thank you so much. This is Um, So next uh, first agenda item is to approve the minutes. Did everybody on the board have a chance to look at last meetings, minutes, go through them, have any edits? Um, comments. If not, then we'll just need a a motion to approve the minutes and then a second.
2: This is Jackie Carroll. I move to approve the minutes from July.
0: So Jackie moves to approve the minutes. Do we have a second?
3: This is Allison Kunz. I second it.
0: Okay, so we have a motion to approve the minutes from our last meeting by Jackie and Allison seconds. Um, Are we still voting? How are we doing the hybrid voting procedures, Jasmine?
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Uh, We still need to do a voice roll call um, and also just a reminder to call for any public comment if there was
4: any on this item.
5: Jasmine, sorry, just a question. Are we muted here or not, or?
6: No, you're on.
5: Okay, I just don't know how it works.
6: Yeah, you're on all the time.
5: Okay. Is there a way not to be on all the time, just in case? Uh,
6: not in this room.
4: Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, this is Michael Kwan, So I will open it up for public comment before we make the vote. Please push the raise hand on your Zoom to make a comment?
1: I do not see any raised hands.
0: Okay. So let's, hold on, let me figure out how to do this. Okay. Um, we have, uh, sorry, I'm trying to mix through the names for who's on the board here. It shows my, it shows my little, Brady Bunch thing, but I'm trying to remember who's all on the board. Okay, so let's just start with uh, Jackie. Yeah, your name. Aye. Yay, nay, aye. Is that a yes? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was an I. this is Jackie. Okay. Uh, Stanley, new me- newest member on the board. Yes. Allison. Yes. Deb. Yeah. Ben.
5: Yes. We didn't hear you, Ben. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, Can you, hear ben?
0: you could hear Ben. <laughs> okay, we got a thumbs up from Ben. Katie Johnston. Yes. And Kira. Okay, thumbs up from Kira and Sarah. Okay, and I believe that's everybody, right, Jasmine? Yes. Okay. And that sounded like a unanimous vote. So last month's meeting minutes have been approved. Moving on, next agenda item. Um, So a couple of months ago, we talked about, and I think we've talked about this in the past few meetings that, the transportation board has been asking for our support as they tried to get funding to switch over to an all-electric bus fleet. Um, and I think there were some other grants there, but they're trying to meet the 2035 goals of 100% renewable energy. Um, and so their, their goal is to have a all-electric bus fleet by 2035. Um, and so they are applying for different grants, multiple grants, rather than having to wait on us to have our monthly meetings and then wait for quorum to vote on each grant. Um, What we decided was to have them send along a template of a letter that is signed by the chair of the board that they can use for any grants for um, towards their uh, emissions goals for 2035. Um, so that was included in the agenda items in the agenda packet on the website. Um, I looked through it, it looked pretty standard, um, basically what we were asking for was just where they put in the grant name, um, and, uh, time date, um, and I think that's all the specific information, um, and it lays out why they're pursuing, um, these grants, and funding to uh, to achieve that goal. Um, did everybody get a chance to look at that template? It looked pretty standard to me. Um, let me know what you guys think.
7: This
2: is Jackie. I didn't see any concerns with it. I would be ready to approve
6: So this is Stan Rasmussen, and I I think it's a fine letter except the last phrase. I think that sounds pretty snarky without a trail of smoke coming from tailpipes to me. I I would say something, you know, connecting people to their destinations in a clean and efficient manner. But I think to me, it, it just kind of sounds kind of snarky. So I'll support the letter, but I think we could do better.
4: This is Deb Ford. I agree with Stan. The last sentence I think could be rewarded slightly. So you be a little bit more professional.
3: This is Kate Johnson, SAB member. I uh, agree with Stan and Deb.
4: But I support the letter. I would just reword the last sentence.
0: This is macaqua any other comments on the letter? The temp- letter template.
1: This is Jasmine. Um we're working on some audio challenges here. Um Ben will you talk again and see if it works? Yeah.
5: How about now? Okay. Can you hear me now? I, should be able to hear you. I don't think so. They're not changing their facial expressions.
1: Okay, can hold you tight can just something. Should so, I, I, I type something? something? The, only the only
5: thing, thing I was, was going to ask, ask is if there's a mechanism by which they notify us when they use this letter. I don't know if you want to relay that, Jasmine.
1: Can, did you hear any of that? Um, yes. Letter, or... Okay, say I
5: Oh, I was just asking if there's any way that they notify us when they use this letter. So if they use it, it would be good to know that they're using it for a specific grant purpose since they'll have it in their drawers.
3: So do we send it every time or do... This is Kay Johnson again. um, Or do they just use it when they need it? I thought it was something for us so that we didn't have to approve new language every time
1: this is jasmine sustainability director Um, from what i remember of the discussions in the past uh, this form letter was designed so that you could approve it tonight if you see fit and then um, staff would have it on file so that they could modify it and um, include it with any future grant applications um, so that they So that it wouldn't be necessary to come to you every uh, every time, especially because some are time sensitive and you may not be able to get to the board uh, before the deadline. Um, So that was my understanding of the intent of this letter.
0: This is Michael. That's that was the intent behind putting it on the agenda like this, because they have their grant deadlines. it's, it wasn't efficient for them to keep notifying us every time and getting approval from us, um, especially with our once a month meetings and quorum. So this was a way to expedite that, but yes, they would be using it at, as they needed to. However, we can put in the motion that they notify us either before or after, preferably after, so that they don't have to wait to hear feedback from us that may or may not hold up their grant application. Does that make sense, Kay?
3: yeah absolutely and you know you could just ask them to send you a copy of the letter that that they generate because it'll be a new date every time they use it and then you would have a copy of it and or it could be sent to jasmine for file
0: this is that's a good idea kate we can put that in um in our motion as well so if the board doesn't have any more comments i'd like to open this up to public comment um, before we move on to a motion. Jasmine, do you see any public comment? Oh, go ahead. One
6: more question from the board. This is Stan Rasmussen. It looks like you have to sign it every time, Michael Kwa. So I think we'll get notice at least from you because they're gonna change the date unless they're gonna have an electronic signature for you.
0: They have an electronic signature.
6: Okay, thank you.
0: No problem. Okay Jasmine um, let's open it up for public comment let Jasmine know by raising your hand on zoom if you'd like to make a comment.
1: This is Jasmine Moore, sustainability director, I do not see anyone with their hand
0: raised. Okay, so if anybody would like to make a motion, um, including a couple of comments that would be to reward the. The last sentence, um being more specific about um, you know, the the conservation goals that we're trying to make um with the not only the emissions goal, but also um the point of the electric bus fleet going in there. Um and then secondly, that they would send us a copy of the letter with the day that they used it for and any sort of documents that they want to send along with the letter so that we can have those on file and how it was used. So if anybody wants to make that motion.
6: I'll I'll move that the letter be approved uh, with a change in the last sentence to remove the words without a trail of smoke coming from tailpipes and replace it with in a clean and efficient manner. Uh, and I would, my motion would also include a request that we be notified when this letter is used so that we have awareness of what grants are being requested.
0: Okay, we have a motion from Stan that includes the language to be modified with in a clean, efficient manner to replace the without a trail smoke coming from the tailpipes. Um, Do we have a second for that motion? Second. This is Kay Johnson, SAB member. Okay. This is Makakwa. We have a motion, Stanley, and then we have a second, Kay Johnson. So let's go through the list and vote. Um, Jackie. This is Jackie. Aye. Yes. Uh, Stanley. Yes. Kay. Yes. Uh, Deb. Yes ben yes kira yes sarah yes and i vote yes so that is unanimous that was everybody right i want to make sure i get everybody
2: allison also votes yes okay allison
0: yes all (laughs) right okay so that's everybody motion's been approved um so we will send this over to the transportation board and then they will be notifying us. And I will ask them, I will ask Jasmine to also um, have them send us back a revised letter with that change in the wording that we suggested.
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. I can make that change and um, send you an updated version.
0: This is Makapa, okay, sounds great. All right, moving on. Okay, so we have a new member. He's already voted on two issues. So let's just jump right in. Uh, Stan Rasmussen, um, why don't you tell us about yourself and then we will go through and tell you a little bit about us uh, standing board members.
6: Thank you so much. Well, I'm, I'm really pleased and honored to be here. I'm, I'm honored that um, Mayor Finkel asked me to serve on this uh, advisory board. Uh, I've been a longtime Lawrence resident. I'm almost 59 years old and I've lived in Lawrence for about 42 of those um, 59 years. Uh, Professionally, um, I am an attorney by training. I currently serve as the director of the Army's regional environmental and energy office. Uh, My office is located at Fort Leavenworth. I have a nine state territory I cover for that. my training is uh, in law school. I studied environmental and natural resource law. I've worked uh, briefly for the state legislative council's office in the capital in Kansas. I've worked for an environmental testing laboratory. I was senior environmental counsel at Black and Beach in their energy division, where I managed some large environmental projects affecting energy. And. Um, Then I went from there to the army to serve as a regional environmental council. About five or six years ago, I became the director of the office. I get to hire my own attorney now, which is nice. I'm no longer practicing law. And um, uh, I am currently also doing a special assignment where I'm leading a sustainability and climate action team for the Northwest Division of the Army Corps of Engineers. And in November, I'll be starting a detail with the Department of Defense to serve as a policy analyst on climate and energy as it affects the military. And uh, personally, um, I'm married. I have um, two adult daughters. My wife and I recently became grandparents to our first grandchild back in March. And um, I've served previously on the Board of um, Zoning Appeals and the Sign Code Board of Appeals here in Lawrence, the Lawrence Planning Commission and the Historical Resources Commission. And I'm just um, really pleased to meet all of you and and be a part of your team. Thank you.
0: This is Maga Thank you, Stan. Um, How do we wanna do this? I'm just gonna go across the top of my screen here. Um, Kay, go ahead.
3: Hi, my name is Kate Johnson and I've known Stan for a number of years in a variety of different capacities uh, with my environmental career and so welcome Stan really glad to have you and your experience on our board Um, as far as my. expertise, and um, I've been involved in the environmental field since I graduated from college, which we will not go into how many years that is, decades, and um, I've also had many professional positions um, as um, involved in not only private industry work but um i served as the director of environmental services for the city of wichita almost 10 years so i've got municipal experience as well as private industry and uh, nonprofit environmental experience um, in all areas of um environmental including um i work for uh, the original Electric utility, KGE, um, almost 10 years as well. So I've got energy and environment experience. So I'm glad that um, Stan is here um, to help support all of the, especially the planning experience that you've got. I think that'll be really good for uh, our board because sometimes we don't always know uh, how the city of Lawrence operates
0: in the planning area.
6: Hey, it's nice to see you. Thanks.
0: This is Makoha. Thank you, Kay. And sorry. Welcome, Stan. Um, Next is Allison Koontz. Hello, I am
2: Allison Koontz. And um, I really I just don't have an impressive uh, resume related to sustainability, but I um, have a passion for it. I'm excited about it. I want
3: to help out. So I feel like currently my role on the committee is just absorbing and learning from a lot of the experts who are on here and then helping out how I can um, being
2: kind of a resource or helping within those committees. So a little bit
0: about me. Thank you, Allison.
4: Next, we have Deb. Hi, I'm Deb Ford, and I know Stan from being my neighbor. Um, I'm an architect. Um, I won't go into the number of years, that I've been practicing. I've been a focus on sustainability in my office and in uh, professional growth. I've got USGBC certification, and I'm going for wall certification right now. Um, I'm happy to be on the board as well. Dan, um,
0: Let's see, who's next? Uh, Jackie?
2: Hi, Jackie Carroll. Welcome to the board, Stan. Uh, I'm going to keep it pretty short because this is actually my last meeting. I joined the board in 2015. Um, most of my professional experience had been in marketing and sales planning uh, and forecasting but I'm currently a stay-at-home parent. Um, I've always been passionate about sustainability um, and pretty much since grad school would lead green teams wherever I was um, professionally or educationally. Um, One of the biggest things I'm proud of um, with working with this board um, is my work on the 100% renewable energy goal um, for the city of
8: Lawrence. And yeah, I'll keep it at that.
6: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Jackie. I'm so sad to see you go. I don't know if I've told you that, but I'm sad about seeing you go. <laughs> um, Ben, you're up next.
5: Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Ben Sykes. Um, yeah, I've been on the sustainability advisory board since uh, the beginning of the year. So how many months is that? Eight months now. And, um, I'm, a a professor and scientist at uh, the Kansas Biological Survey and for the University of Kansas. Most of the work that I do focuses on soils or on plants or on microbes. Um, and I do a lot of stuff in relation to that. For the board, I've been uh, helping Jackie with a weatherization subcommittee, and I've been trying to champion a uh, change to the weed ordinance subcommittee that's focused on rewriting the weed and landscaping ordinances. Um, so yeah, that's what i've been doing with sab and um i've lived in lawrence for about seven years now and I have a few different kids that go to different schools here in lawrence
4: thank you
0: ben um kira you're next
5: i don't know i can hear you <laughs> directly <laughs> Can you hear it? It says. Yeah. In, yeah. Try it again. I don't Wanna be my mic? Oh. What about
4: now? Can you
5: hear me now? Yeah. Um, I'm Jara McPherson. Um I'm...
4: Oh. That's
6: very faint.
5: We thought in-person, easy. Okay, okay. say okay. A hello
0: one time, time. time. Hello. Huh. Oh, this green
1: light is on
5: awesome. Okay, how about
1: this? Yeah, why not? Now, can you guys hear me now? Yes? No? No.
7: Nobody,
4: it's
0: okay. This is Makapua, we can hear you, but not very loudly. Hmm
7: can you hear me if i put it right up to my nose? i feel like it's coming through this you know
0: what
7: it's totally okay i'm kira hello
0: <laughs> jasmine if you want to move kira around i'll move on to sarah no oh,
7: it's
0: fine okay hey. all right sarah go ahead
9: Hi, everybody. Hi, Stanley. Nice to meet you. My name is Sarah Chenoweth. I am a KU student. I'm in my second year of the Masters of Public Administration program. Um, I'm an intern for the League of Kansas Municipalities, and I am the uh, liaison from this board to the Douglas County Food Policy Council. Um, I volunteer at Just Food, and uh, I'm really interested in policy um, where sustainability meets food systems. So, um I have been on the board just since January and I'm very happy to be here.
6: Awesome, thank you.
0: This is Makaqua. Okay, do we have Kira? Yes, no. No, can you hear me now? I can't hear her. It's to- it's fine.
4: No,
7: it's fine.
1: we don't have Kira yet. It's totally okay. We'll
0: continue to problem solve oh, for real. It's not a problem. Okay. I hate speaking about that. She says, right. hello. <laughs> <laughs> we can send out, we can send out everybody's bio in, in an email because it, it's nice for me to hear that again and to hear everybody's backgrounds. But if we could get those sent out, that would be great. I think that would be really helpful for the whole board anyways. So. Um, did, is Allison, that oh, go Allison, did Allison go? Allison went, yeah, I believe so.
2: I did. I did go. Mine was brief. You know me,
10: Kay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Stan, my name is Makakwa. Um, Makakwa Jones. Um, I'm a citizen of the Prairie Band Potawatomi Nation located here in Mayotte, Kansas. Um, I moved to Kansas in 2015. Prior to that, I lived here from 2009 to 2011, Um, I started my education at Haskell Indian Nations University, and then um, got a bachelor's from Dartmouth College, um, and then a master's from uh, Vermont Law School in environmental law and policy with a focus on climate change law. Um, My background is in um, climate change impacts and underrepresented communities, more specifically climate change impacts in in indigenous communities, Um, so I've done a lot of research on that um i do have a passion for policy so i like to see um really good effective policy written um and that was kind of one of the one of the goals for my my um time here on the board i joined the board in 2017 um when i previously worked at the Band potawatomi nation i worked in their water qualities issue or whether um, sorry environmental protection department on water quality issues um and so i worked between the tribe uh, local landowners and the state on cleaning up some of the um, water issues affecting the tribal reservations in, in northeastern Kansas. Um, so I have worked with the Army Corps of Engineers. I have worked with USGS and a lot of NRCS and KDHE. Um, great, great guys. You guys do great work. Very technical work, um, but you guys do great work. So it's nice to have somebody from the Corps of Engineers or somebody who has experience with Corps of Engineers on the board. Um, sounds like you bring a wealth of information. Um, uh, personally, I am currently a candidate for city commission. Um, I'm a mother of five. Um, my oldest just graduated here from Lawrence High. Um, and then my youngest is a three-year-old. So you can see the broad range and gaps of my kids. So I have kids all over Lawrence in some school or another. Um, but welcome to the board. Thank you so much, everybody, for introducing yourselves. And like I said, Jasmine, if we can get those bios sent out to everybody, I think that would be really great, Um, just because I think um, it's nice to have a refresher. Okay, so moving forward, we have um, Public Incentive Review Committee, Kate Lorenz. Okay, so we have our uh, Public Incentive Review Committee liaison here, Kate Lorenz. Um, and she will share a report or her insights, um, and talk to us about what she's been up to go ahead, Kate.
10: Well, can you all hear me? Okay. I think since I'm not a panelist or on the board, I can't use my video. I'm trying to, but that's not working. So I guess just imagine me in a very fancy ball gown, um, with really, really good hair and makeup. Um, So thank you so much for inviting me here today, I just quickly wanted to say a couple things. first that um, I just wanted to, um, yeah, my name is Kate Lorenz. I use she, her pronouns. I'm the Sustainability Advisory Board uh, seat holder on the Public Incentives Review Committee. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to start by sending out some love and care to everyone um, this week of the IPCC report. Um, I know for me, that's Brought up a lot of feelings, I think, for my community as well, um, of climate folks around the world. So yeah, I really want to like give a shout out to everyone and and your all the emotions that you may be feeling uh this week. Um, and also just to thank everyone for your service on this board. Um, thanks to everyone who's running or has run for other offices. Um, thank you to uh, nice to see that I can see on Zoom um, some Sunrise Movement people, some community activists, um, some community members who've showed up. So I really appreciate that. Um, and this is kind of a full circle moment for me because I came to my first sustainability advisory board meeting. Um, I think it was June 2019 uh, when I had a newborn at home and I was up for more than one reason uh, at night, but I would be up in the middle of the night just in a cold panic because of climate anxiety. Um, and so it's, that's what propelled me into activism and getting involved in, um, climate justice. And so, um, yeah, I guess I'm an example of how anxiety can be channeled, uh, into productive action that hopefully is good for not only my own mental health, but also helping Lawrence and the community. Um, so that's my personal, personal little, uh, uh, opening, Um, So I am new on this committee. I have been on, um, I've only had one meeting so far. We had another one that was postponed, Um, but I can just give a quick little overview. And then if you all have questions, um, definitely ask anything you'd like. Um, So the Public Incentive Review Committee, when I was first learning about it, I thought it was like the, you know, uh, review the tax incentives for like huge apartment buildings that are trying to come to Lawrence or you know, businesses. Um, so now I have a much fuller understanding of that. And it really is um, a kind of holistic economic development um review committee. So there's a lot of ways that the city invests in economic development. Um, part of it is through partnerships with the Lawrence Chamber, um, Peasley Tech the um, btbc um, center um the uh um the bioscience and technology business center um, on campus um as well as um, some other funding requests for child care programs um and then there are several other programs that the city uses to um kind of um Uh, Give incentives for maybe property tax or other types of incentives um, or investments in different areas of the community that have been designated um, development areas or um, businesses um, that are going to bring jobs to Lawrence. Um, I am still working through, um, you know, certainly I have participation in all of the, um, in all of the, uh all of the review points for these requests and reviews so i'm not only focused on sustainability um that's what i'm trying to say but i'm still kind of trying to learn about how the holistic um i keep saying that but how sustainability works across all of lawrence's decision-making bodies um, that's definitely a learning experience i know that there are certain things um, in for example um, some of the investment or incentive applications where um businesses can um can get different incentives if they're LEED certified and things like that um but i'm also just reviewing all of the city documents like the Ernst & Young um the plan that was just um put forward um and uh for let's see i want to get the right name for it economic development strategy recommendations as well as the plan 2040 that I know as a reference point. Um, so um, yeah, I guess I will I will close by saying that I see environment in those documents as like, for example, this is the strategic plan. Environment is one of kind of the core values of Laurentians, even with regard to economic development, it's really um, important to the Lawrence community that things be um, sustainable and protect our environment and climate. excuse me, I also see in different pockets of documents and plans bits about the environment and climate and and environmental protection. Um, But from my own perspective and the perspective I bring to the board, um, I think that climate and environment is is a factor in every decision a community makes. And, um, you know, we can't really um, any longer um, have that be in just one little environmental section. I think, um, both justice and climate have to be factors in all of our decisions. And so, um, so yeah, I think that the strategic plan, uh, I did control F for climate change and that phrase doesn't even come up. <laughs> so, um, you know, in thinking about any kind of long-term plan um, economic development or the climate protection and, and, uh, mitigation plan, anything like that, um, I think needs to have climate change as both, um, an unfortunate reality of what we're dealing with, but also something that we're actively working on as a community. Um, So that's what I got for you at the moment. Um, And yeah, I'd love to hear thoughts that you all have or, you know, things that you've thought worked well in terms of board collaborations, Um, um, I'm all ears. Thank you, Kate. Um...
0: I wasn't quite knowing what that liaison was, so thanks for explaining that. Um, does any on the anybody on the board have any questions or I, I have a question. This is
3: Kate okay. Johnson, Sab uh, board member. Um, Kate, I happened to catch one of the problem. Maybe the only um, actual meeting that you, was that the group had that you were representing us and um, really appreciate the comments that you made. I think there were a couple of um, discussion I- items. You might mention the the two or three that have come before the the group that you've actually voted on because I thought they were they were interesting. And I I just happened to catch it. I was like going, oh, that is really good. I figured we, we didn't know who was specifically representing us, but I if I had had to pick, it would have been a, picking you because <laughs> of your comments but i um i'm really glad that you're representing us would, would you mind um uh, telling the group the couple of items that have been on the your
10: agenda so far sure absolutely um and that's very kind those comments are very meaningful um this is kate again um so the meeting that i've had was to review annual uh budgets and funding requests for those partner organizations. Um, So the BTBC, Lawrence Chamber, Peasley Tech, um, as well as the some childcare funding requests. And um, um, yeah, so some of the some of the questions I think that came up for me were just in I should back up. So a lot of these were funding requests for, um, and, um, for support for small business or catalyzing businesses, um, entrepreneurial investments that people could apply for. Um, uh, and so, especially with the chamber and some of the BTBC funding, um, if my memory serves me. And so one of the things that came up for me and a few of the other board members is, is more of the, Um, sort of justice and equity piece of that. So just wanting to know how, when when the community is investing in businesses um, or business partnerships for economic development, how are we also looking at, you know, who's getting the money, who has access to the money, um, who has access to apply to the money, um, as well. I know that um, the BTBC is a partnership with KU um, and the city. And I was I had some questions about just the that has both Haskell and the Native American community in Lawrence um, and how those communities were being, um, you know, just being approached and involved. I know that the Ernst Young report, um, I keep saying that just because that's the name that sticks in my head, but that plan um pointed out that for economic development, that's sort of um, a, the Native American community in Lawrence like brings a lot and is, is unique and um, is a big, it dr- could be a big draw and is a big draw. So just how that's being factored into, um, yeah, what Lawrence has uniquely to offer in terms of um, business and economic development. So I believe those were a lot of my questions. So um, more, m- more came to my mind about um, just sort of the, the again, this sort of social or equity and um, justice piece of things. Um, and so I think as more project-based and specific business-based incentive reviews come up, um, there might be an, more of an opportunity for questions that are a little more directly tied to some climate and sustainability uh, policy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. This is Makakwa. Um, does anybody else have any questions, comments for Kate?
5: Um I just have a quick question. This is Ben Sykes. Kate, Thanks very much for, for um, being on the board at uh, PIRC. I guess I just wonder when um, when that board and your experience and your limited experience so far <laughs> is thinking about a property tax abatement or those kind of things, Are there uh, criteria that are already elements of those property tax abatements that have uh, priorities for the city, right? So like, are the governing principles for the city integrated into decisions about property tax abatements or incentivizing things?
10: So that is a great question. And I'm probably gonna not be able to give a hugely specific answer at the moment, since those are um, some of the, I haven't had a full you know, meeting where we talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there, I know that the criteria, um, uh, I know that the criteria, let me just see, I'm scanning my notes for this. Um, see. There definitely are, criteria about um, how many jobs it'll create um, sort of like in those development areas, you know, if there are projects or things in these sections of town that have already kind of been decided uh, as target areas or focus areas for the city, you know, benefits to those areas um, are definitely factored in. Um, I think I mentioned that lead certification is factored in. Um, they also look at in terms of job creation what the salaries are going to look like um, what the employment is in terms of part-time full-time so i'm probably kind of mixing up um, a couple of the different programs into my answer Um, but i know that those are both like uh, regionally specific in lawrence um, benefits and then also benefits toward um, job creation job type salary range Um, and those are reviewed every year which will be um, at the next meeting so Um, Yes, after the next meeting, which, which hopefully you can tune into, um, I'll probably be able to have a more eloquent answer to that question. Thank you,
0: Ben. Thank you, Ben. Anybody else have any questions or comments for Kate? All right, before I open it up to public comment for Kate. This is Michael Kwa. Thank you Kate so much for serving on this in this capacity. I really appreciate you bringing your expertise to that role and for taking the time to report back to us on um, what's going on um, in that committee. I had no idea what was going on in this committee. um, So thank you so much for that. Um, I do appreciate your comments on the climate, climate change. Um, I don't think it gets talked about enough just how important um, climate change is right now and and you said it perfectly when you said it's in every aspect of our lives and I think that's something that that needs to be said more and more and more um um so I wanted to thank you for your comments about that I appreciate you bringing that that knowledge and um perspective to the committee that you serve on now and just wish you luck and thank you so much for stepping up to serve on that on that committee
10: yeah, thank you.
0: um So now I wanted to, I guess, um, Jasmine, turn it over to public comment.
1: This is Jasmine, um, sustainability director. I do not see anyone with their hand raised in the Zoom room.
0: Okay. So next up, we have the subcommittee reports and we have um, on the agenda, the weatherization subcommittee to do um, a presentation for us. So, I think Jackie's gonna head that up. So go ahead, Jackie.
2: Thank you. I'll just finish pulling it up here really quick. Okay, so I sent, well, as part of the agenda, the draft recommendation was included for, Really directly to city staff on ways that they can update the weatherization grant program that has been in place for several years um, without changes during that time. And um, just to give a little bit more background, oh, thank you, Jasmine. Um, Just to give a little bit more background um, on where that came from, uh, the city staff actually was planning on making some updates. when I reached out. And uh, so, when I learned that, um, I figured it was a great time to to really um, go in on that and um, get some recommendations put together um, as quickly as possible since they were planning a uh, position hire to um, help implement, well, help design and implement those changes. So, as part of the agenda, all of you should have been able to review the recommendations in the draft document that we would be um, voting on tonight. And so I'm not, as I mentioned in my email to board members, I'm not gonna go through the entire document tonight. Um, it's it's only about nine pages, um, but I will go over really quickly the summary part of the recommendations. So that would be chapter two. And I'll just start reading through um, with any extra comments. So you'll see, um, First up are recommended changes to the weatherization tactics that were included. Um, Previously, there were only a few tactics that were included and uh, they were applied um, equally to any house that qualified for the program. So what would be recommended now um, are several new uh, tactics. Including um, tactics for flood preparation um, that would address, uh, for Lawrence specifically, one of the biggest impacts of climate change for our area, which are um, an increased number of severe rainfall events. Um, we've got some water and water heater efficiency uh, tactics, um, electrification, and replacing unsafe HVAC systems. So, electrification, just to be specific, um, would mean if the team found um, a furnace, for example, to be unsafe, then the recommendation is to replace it with an electric version. And if the um, system in the home is unable to, um, if it doesn't have the capacity for that kind of system, then to electrify it. Um, so updating that electrical system in order to have an electric uh, furnace system. So that's the electric electrification part. Uh, Insulating exterior walls, previously it was attic only, Um, sealing any gaps uh, that they find, um, optimizing airflow, and then most importantly really is adding flexibility to the program. So that allows for um, experts who would be assessing each home to determine what's most important for each home, uh, rather than having, you know, one static list for each house that would be applied. without without any nuance. So number two here, uh, the recommendation would be to expand expand eligibility. Uh, Previously, people who were eligible were low um, and moderate income folks who owned their own home. Uh, We are proposing a much bigger expansion of that to include multifamily properties, mobile homes and rental properties. None of these were included before. Um, there's a big argument to be made for including rental properties in a city like Lawrence where many people rent and housing costs are very high. Um, and there's actually an excerpt from one of the um, reports that Kate had mentioned from Ernest and Young, and uh, it, it states um, or really proves how um, expensive it is for, for folks in Lawrence to Uh, purchase their own homes, especially if they're working within the city. Uh, Moving on to number three here, improving visibility and accessibility. So from my research and talking with city staff, it it looked like um, the program wasn't used a whole lot in the previous year, in the previous two years of um, it being active. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I believe it was 12 and 19 homes per year in the last two years that it was active, which was uh, not, it wasn't using the the funds available for that program. So, um, improving visibility and accessibility in several ways, including increasing presence in city communications, partnering with local organizations to make sure their clientele is aware of the program, simplifying the application process, and even allowing tenants to initiate an an application, now that rental properties would be included. Uh, We think all of these things would be important for making sure the program is actually utilized. Number four, um, conducting pre and post audits. This is something city staff uh, alluded to being interested to uh, anyway, and it would mean that you could be um, really much more customized in your approach to weatherizing a home rather than having those three static um, tactics for weatherization. And then the post-audits would um, allow a few things. Um, One, ensuring that the city is meeting the goals of the program, and then also making sure that work that was promised to be done was done and that it was done safely for for the folks who live live there. Lastly, we've got um, ideas on ways to prioritize homes, uh, in the case that there are more applicants than funds available to address them. So um, I mentioned earlier that both low-income and moderate-income um, applicants may apply for this program. And so in the prioritization, we would say, you know, low-income over moderate-income. Um, elderly participants, participants, excuse me, who participate in the low-income elderly utility rate that the city offers Um, marginalized peoples, including um, black, indigenous, people of color, and disabled folks, and then um, prioritizing um, the biggest gains to achieving the city's renewable energy and greenhouse gas emissions goals. And then lastly, there's just a note on the Pareto principle, which essentially states that, you know, you do 20% of the work to achieve 80% of the outcome, um, which really boils down to we would recommend that the city do, you know, the few most important things for each house rather than trying to do a huge laundry list for each one. Um, and therefore, they would be able to serve more folks um, rather than fewer. So that's that's it um, overall. Um, ben and I worked on this um, pretty intensively for a few months to try to get this pushed out. Um, Ben, I want to turn it over to you as well in case you have any comments that you really want the board to know about before we vote, Um, and I would just like to say I didn't receive any emails of concerns for anyone, Um, and so we can, of course, talk about um, any that pop up tonight, Um, but I just wanted to preface that, that I did not receive any feedback through email.
5: Yeah, thank you, Jackie. I mean, I'm not sure that I have an extraordinary amount to add. I think uh, you did a fantastic job of pulling together the pieces of all of this. I think, you know, we consulted with city staff. We spoke with people that would potentially do audits or do audits like this regularly in Lawrence and tried to get as broad a base as we could in, in terms of the people that work in the sphere. And um overall, I think you know, we touched a lot of different points, but the the goal is the same is to try and expand the usage of this weatherization program and have it reach more people that could potentially use it. And also to build in, as we have in some of the things with tenants, um, ways to protect people that might not uh, own their homes to to directly be benefiting from the program.
0: All right, thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Ben. This is Michael I really, really liked what you guys put together. I think it was very thorough. Thank you for explaining it so much, Jackie, Um, filling in gaps of information that may not have been covered under that. Um, But I think this is great work. Um, Totally support this. Glad you guys sent this along and wrote it up. Looks like a lot of work went into into doing this. Um, Definitely want to open it up to, um, well, it, it looks like the board members may not OK, I'll just open it up one more time for any comments to Jackie or Ben um, from the board before we open it up to public comment, just just to be clear. Hey, Jackie and Ben,
3: I, this is Kate Johnson, SAB board member. I am totally impressed with the work that you all did on this. You know, all I all of the weatherization programs I'm familiar with was generally around weather stripping doors and windows. And this is so much more robust and better. And I'm excited to see this pass and this recommendation go forward. I think you guys have done a lot of work and you raise the bar a lot on uh, the rest of our subcommittees.
7: Um, I have a question, Jackie. Can
5: you guys hear me now? I can, but I don't know if they can.
7: Monica, can you guys hear me? turned my volume way up,
5: so I'm listening.
7: Am I really
5: that thing? Yeah. Can I put mine over here and you just use my microphone? I'm just
7: okay. Is that okay? I
5: don't need to. I don't need to ask. No, no, go ahead. we are in the same
7: place. Um. So first of all, I'm really sorry that you're leaving. I I really love you, and and uh, I hope that you'll keep coming back to work on the subcommittee meetings Um, did you guys have any will you explicate a little bit about the discussions you had to reach people who traditionally are really hard to reach like we've seen this with COVID that there are people where even though you have your best intentions with incentives or programs who just don't get reached what what did you guys talk about as far as reaching the unreachable to let them know that there will be this program for them
2: yeah, that's a good question, and there's not a perfect answer, but we did have suggestions. Um, ben had a lot of suggestions on on marketing and getting um, the message out, like physically in the community, so like bus stops and public parks, um, having information posted there. Um, there's also a section about um, making sure that other um, county and city um, programs make sure that their clientele knows. So places like Burt Nash and the library and Lawrence Public Schools, um, but you know this is a draft. So if we need to make a slight recommendation, we are certainly able to do that tonight um, before we vote. If you have any um, suggestions, ideas, we could add that. Um,
7: yeah. No, that that's um, that's good. I just this, as an activist, this is something that I always, you know, I'm trying to perfect because you know the people that are the most vulnerable tend to be the really hardest ones to reach out to or touch or or to explain you know the details so okay all right thanks Jackie. yeah
4: thank you
5: yeah i think i'll just add one one thing that i do remember us talking about was trying to find ways to like almost be proactive like with the low, the elderly low income assistance program, that's often people you know, that probably might have lived in their home for a long time, but still be on low income. Those might be a great group of people to like cross-reference for the city to go, hey, you know, if you just send us your energy bills, we can have a look to see if you're eligible for the weatherization program, if this would help you. Um, and
4: just like have it on their bill or you, to actually
7: knock on their doors
5: yeah I I,
7: literally get the information to
5: them yeah apart from the city of Lawrence bills though right that you need like you have to see like their whatever their west star bills or their or their energy bills to have an understanding of like that has to be submitted in these audits and, and the weatherization stuff but I think Jackie Jackie put it well we're trying to get right now I don't think there's a lot of effort to try and get the word out that this program exists so putting it in places where people you know if it's um the community building or out at the um Rockchot Park or whatever it's at the sports pavilion, places where people are gonna see those kind of things and go, oh, I didn't even know we had one of those programs. And you know, maybe I can take advantage of it. I agree. If, if you have other ideas of how to reach these people, I'm I'm all ears. It's
4: such a problem. That it really kind of
5: outreach. Yeah.
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. I just wanted to add um. Oh, one piece of information related to this recommendation and the next step if you are uh, uh, decide to move forward with this action tonight. Um, so the first thing is that the there is not a, a staff person working on this right now because the position is empty. So if um, I put the link to the job description in the agenda, if anyone that you know um, would be interested in working on this program, um, the application is open now. So, um, so I, I would you know, spread the word about that uh, because this work isn't going to happen unless the position gets filled. Um, secondly, uh, the, the action is worded in a way that it's working in partnership with staff um, because there's a lot of um, federal grant language requirements, that that is somewhat restrictive. And so um, if you move forward with this recommendation today, it doesn't mean that all the recommendations will be integrated into the new program. Um, And that's why it's worded as work in partnership because the staff person will be able to say, that's a great idea, let's figure out how to make it work. Or that's a great idea, but we just, the the federal dollars won't allow us to do that so i just wanted to um, provide that clarification so that you know that um, just because if you decide to uh, approve this action tonight it doesn't mean that every single thing within the recommendation is automatically going to be a part of the program and be implemented you know in a few months Um, there are a few more
0: steps that need to happen This is Thank you so much, Jackie, um, or Jasmine, sorry, Jasmine, Jackie, Ben, appreciate this. Um, I'm assuming this is something we would be opening up for public comment, right, Jasmine?
1: Yes, I do see that Stan had his hand up though.
0: First. Okay, go ahead,
1: Stan.
6: Jackie, I think this is a really good document. I, I particularly like how it's got those prioritization elements in it. And then the visibility section where you talk about coordinating with uh, like Burt Nash and the Senior Resource Center, et cetera. I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, prioritizing for low income people makes great sense to me, but I'm worried that a lot of low income people may not own their residence. So, is this a program that's available to people who are renting? And would it also be available to organizations like, um, Family Promise and Willow Domestic Violence and maybe Habitat for Humanity, organizations that help low-income people move out of homelessness into housing, move out of domestic violence situations, those organizations might own a house or an apartment. Would they be eligible to participate in this program as well?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna address the last part first because that's a really great idea. uh, the only program I had known of that works sort of in that way is tenants to homeowners. Um,
6: Another great program.
2: Yeah, we don't specifically have that included in there, but um, I think that's simply because I didn't know about it. And I'm, uh, so I would recommend that it could be eligible to address the income portion and and you know whether it's a homeowner or a renter. The program currently does not allow rental units um to be um weatherized. Um even if you know the homeowner were to apply, it has to be your residence. Um, And so that's why we are um recommending that it it be expanded to um rental units because you're right, most, I mean, if you're going to be addressing the low-income population in Lawrence, they're going to, you know, for the most part be renters. um, And that's who that's who we want the program to help. So uh, yeah, I would I would love adding some of the organizations that you that you um mentioned and hopefully that addresses the rest of your questions too.
6: Thank you.
0: Okay, so public comment period.
1: This is Jasmine Sustainability Director. I see that Joel Campbell has their hand, hand up.
0: All right,
11: joel go ahead hi uh, my name is joel campbell i'm with the sunrise movement here in lawrence i just had a couple things real quick uh well firstly i just wanted to say uh this looks really good thank you for making this um i'm it, it looks really good to me i like all the stuff that's in it um i just wanted to say a couple things first um i can't speak for all of like the environmental organizations in lawrence but i know at least for sunrise we definitely um we definitely be able to help with outreach we have an at least modest social media following and we can kind of coordinate outreach efforts kind of on a more uh, local scale if that would be something that um, interests you at all, I guess. Um, And then also I just had a quick question, I was just curious if there are any incentives for weatherization besides reduced energy bills or if this is just something that people can choose to do if they wish to.
2: I do not believe there have ever been incentives um, aside from the effects of the weatherization. Um, For example, there aren't, there aren't any um, like bonuses. You would, you would potentially get like a new furnace system. um, And obviously you're addressing some big comfort issues with people being in their homes. Um, But aside from that, and like the savings on, on utilities, um, nothing huge comes to mind in terms of incentives.
5: This is Ben. I just wanted to bring up something that's connected to what you were asking, as well as uh, what Stan was saying, is that we, we did talk a little bit about. Um, uh, for renters, for example, that tenant that uh, landlords could move in renters that would qualify potentially for these things, they could have a lot of work done that would reduce those bills, but then they may raise the rents to match that savings. So we were trying to I don't know we weren't playing all the game scenarios, but we were trying to think about how we can you know help tenants how we can incentivize this and not simply create you know a mechanism for it would still create efficiency right but it wouldn't necessarily create a benefit for the tenant and um I think we want to preserve that as much as we can and the other aspect is is energy use right we don't have a lot of incentivize a reduction for for reducing your energy use at least from what I've read there's also these paradoxes where the greater the efficiency of energy that you have, actually the more energy people use. That's not an argument that you shouldn't increase efficiency, but there's a whole paradox around how, when you increase fuel efficiency standards, for example, people drive more. uh, It it still has really important economic consequences and environmental consequences that are beneficial. Um, But we wanna try and also, I think have that within this discussion when people are trying to think about how to reduce energy usage per person in, in the city.
0: These are all good points. Um, this is Makokwa. Anybody else have their hand raised, Jasmine?
1: This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Michael Allman has his hand up.
8: Okay, go ahead. Hi, good evening. My name is Michael Allman. Um, speaking for myself tonight, um, this is a great initiative. I, I like what I see so far. Uh, particularly, I like that you've included energy audits uh pre and post energy audits uh so that the program would be data driven that's really great um beyond that um unless i'm missing it i'm not sure i might have missed it i'm not seeing much in the way of a financing element in this whole discussion um in the plan because from my experience over the years when i when i first bought my house which was quite the fixer upper back then. There were I didn't have a lot of money at the time. And so um, I I went for a lot of the low-cost, no cost kind of options, which is, you know, what you should start with anyway. Um, and community development, the same department, uh, provided like door seals and, you know, window plastic, and but they also provided gutters, rain gutters. Um, And all that was for free. However, that wasn't the only part of the program. There were other parts of the program that I don't know if it was just later years or the same time. Um, Some of the things that people could get were by grants and other things were by low interest loans. The low interest loans, of course, meant you end up paying for it yourself it, with the interest on top of it low interest but over a period of time you know it does mount up so visibility is one thing but accessibility to the program through the financing i think really needs to be looked at more thoroughly and maybe added to, to this more in depth um, the, you know when this is something as i think you've pointed out already that you know it has lots of implications not just beyond low-income people but for climate remediation, you know, every building, I mean, buildings, I can't think of the statistics, but buildings are a huge part of climate emissions, as I'm sure you know. Uh, So this has major implications and we should be addressing as many buildings as possible, whether low income or not, although targeting low income obviously is is the best policy. Um, So somehow it needs to be crafted that there are grants for certain applications, certain people, certain income ranges, and then low-interest loans for others. Um, a gradation of some sort—I'm not sure. How, I mean, community development knows how to do that, but it, you know, it needs to be written up in this plan somehow. Um, so I just wanted to point out that you know that kind of accessibility through finance is a, as big a key as people with visibility and knowing that it even exists um and one final thing um one of the things that i do and you know i'm kind of tooting my own horn here um, i sell ecological building materials one of which are tankless water heaters which use 50 percent less energy than a tank water heater so that's a way that people could cut 10 percent of their total home energy bill by having a tankless instead of a tank heater however the upfront cost is more. So the program could somehow finance it so that you can get the low interest loan to start with. Over time, your savings will pay for that loan. So you actually come out ahead. So these are kind of things that, that factor into the financing. I just wanted to point out a few of them. So thanks for the good work.
2: Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I didn't address the financing a whole lot. You're right. And that's because the program is um, funded through the community development block grants. And the um the funding just has not been utilized over the past several years. So in addressing, you know, the program as it is, um, I didn't I didn't address that part um, um mostly because there's there's just extra money to use already, and I wanted to give the city um, ways to really fully utilize what they had available um, already. I believe there are some progr- some additional programs um, that the city offers that somewhat falls into the kinds of things that you're talking about. Like, I think they offer zero or low interest loans for um, like furnace replacement or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did not, I did not uh, suggest additional funding elements. You're
0: right. Thank you for your comments. Thank you so much. Um, Jasmine, who's next?
1: jasmine Moore, sustainability director I do not see anyone else with their hand raised just as a reminder if you're a member of the public and would like to speak on this item um, raise your hand in zoom or you can turn your camera on in um, zoom and we will know that you're interested in speaking to this item. I do not see
0: anyone. Okay, so some of the thoughts that I had in hearing everybody else's comments and everything is, um, you know, once again, this is really written up up well. Um, And just to piggyback off somebody else's comments, I guess it'd be nice to know where the weatherization program, where it gets all of its funding, um, whether it can be used to offset costs for, say we're gonna prioritize multifamily housing, that would appeal to um, the owners of, of rental apartment buildings, and so if, if you could use like a weatherization program to offset some of the costs to upgrading those um, those hot water tanks or um, you know energy saving things that they don't they can't afford to but they would like to apply to you know not as a full funding source but as a as an additional funding source to to offset costs because like it's been mentioned. Um, any sort of conservation thing is going to have be up upfront costs more, but down the line, we know and the statistics will back it up that costs come, uh, those costs get offset over the years in which you end up making money off of those initial investments. And so, I think that that's one way to help prioritize those multifamily housing structures um, is to see if we can use this as additional funding to those community community development block grants, however that can be used or how that can be worded in this program to potentially use as a matching funding source or as an additional funding source um, or something like that, um, whatever that language might look like to be able to use this in other in other ways than, than, you know, standalone funding sources. Um, and that's one way to help that. Um, you know, outlining, if we're going to make program requirements, um, maybe putting some in some... Uh, some language of that those outreach components. Um, I hate it when we, you know, make program or recommendations and and people say, oh, well, we, you know, well, we put the word out there. We put it, you know, we posted it up on the internet. Um, and they did no outreach, but but lying out those those outreach procedures that we would like to see happen. Um, and the and it's been mentioned there are many groups in Lawrence that have great networks in the city of Lawrence that could get that word out. Um, Sunrise Movement is one of them. Um, But there's also great places that we can put these things. I know that when we register voters, checkers is a great way to reach those those low-income underrepresented communities, because that's one place that has a great geographic location, but also uh, a clientele that reaches that low-income marginalized groups of people. Um, that shop there and so identifying those places and and almost you know requiring that this kind of outreach happens just so um, people don't say well we did this and this and and nobody applied for this well you know did it did you specifically look at the things that were laid out in in the requirements or in the recommendations Um, and so and I don't want to put more work on you, Jackie or Ben, but you know, some of the recommendations here from the board and the community can maybe look at if they would, could be included in this as a benefit to um, holding people's feet to the fire to do that community engagement, piece, to do that community outreach piece. Um, and yeah, so um, I think that's all the feedback. Did you guys have any more comments, Jackie or Ben? Is this something that we need? we do need to vote on this tonight, right? Jasmine to get it presented to the city council, city commission.
1: So this is Jasmine sustainability advice, or sorry, sustainability (laughs) director. Um, So for this item, um, this does not need to go to city commission because uh, it's it's basically um, saying that you all will continue to work with staff on this. Um, As Jackie mentioned earlier, the subcommittee's already been in communication with staff. Um, staff is committed to revamping this program already. Um, the staff that is working on this program doesn't receive commission direction on this program specifically. So the action that's in in the um, agenda is appropriate for for this um, for this program um, because of those reasons. So if you were able to, if you uh, chose to take this action. Tonight, it would just commit um, the Sustainability Advisory Board and possibly this specific subcommittee as it continues to work in conjunction with staff to make sure that these uh, recommendations are integrated as much as possible.
0: This is Michael. Okay, sounds
1: great. Um, I had
2: one more thing that I wanted to address. I should have mentioned this when I said community development block grants earlier. Um, That is the funding source for this program, and it it is specifically federal funds from HUD, so uh, Department of Housing and and Urban Development. So there are are currently zero city dollars that go toward this program. Um, So it would be basically like proposing an additional program um, that the city would have to find funding for um, to do any additional um, funding sources or, or financing type situation.
0: This is my That's. I mean. Thanks for the information. Because um, I do know, in working with HUD and some of the other funding sources, when it comes to federal sources, you can match with other sources of funding. I don't know quite how that works. Mm-hmm. But that would be one piece of information that be can include in this is to gather these funding sources together and to look at how we can maximize these funding sources and use this one to match with this one to get the, the most we can for the people that are trying to um, access these grants or this program. So, but that's one thing that we can in, uh, include as like um, as a note to whoever gets hired for, you know, managing this program. So, yeah. Thank you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now moving on to item C four, city budget discussion. Oh, chair,
1: I didn't hear um, a vote on that, so I just wanted to go back and see if that was something
0: that we we all wanted to do. Jackie, Ben, do you feel like this is something that is ready to be voted on tonight?
2: I would like a vote on it tonight. Um, I'm comfortable with it, including revisions um, to the document. And I can make those before it is sent. I, actually, this is a good question for Jasmine. Time Would this be sent from like, via you to staff for it to be official? Yeah, OK. So before I would send it to Jasmine, I could make those revisions. And then we wouldn't have to come back to vote on it
9: again
5: yeah i think i'm comfortable with that as well especially the nature of the document is basically a suggest you know a, a document that's supposed to outline that we're going to continue working on those principles with with the uh, city pe- people so it, if every last detail is not right in there it's it's not um it's a it's a continuation of a relationship right jasmine and, and uh guidance around how that relationship like the goals around those things. So we those may continue to evolve over time as well.
0: All right, that sounds perfect. So um, we will ask for a motion to um, accept these the weatherization program recommendations prepared by the um, weatherization subcommittee um, with revisions based on uh, comments from tonight's meeting. Um, and then we'll need a second. And if needed, I can go over all of the, um,
2: comments and suggestions that were made before someone would want to make a motion. Would that be welcomed? Okay. I'll just go over the list that I've got. So we had, um, comments on improving outreach and how to reach the hard to reach people. Um, Recommendations on including additional organizations around town who um, own buildings but are not, you know, technically like landlords renting to a tenant and um, homeowners. Um, We've got, you know, adding organizations like Sunrise who can help with the outreach. Um, We've got, you know, ideas for incentives for having your home weatherized. And then we've got expanded financing options.
8: Okay,
0: thank you so much, Jackie. Does anybody want to put forth the motion? Once again, that's a motion to accept the recommendations, the weatherization program updates, as suggested by the weatherization committee, um, with revisions based on tonight's comments, this evening's comments.
9: Okay, this is Sarah, uh, board member. I'll give it a shot. Um, I move to um, with the the comments that were made here tonight, and with recommendations um, from the board to the subcommittee to um, further. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, see I messed it up already. Um, to say that the board supports the weatherization plan.
0: Okay, so Sarah there are motions to submit the recommendations from the weatherization subcommittee um, with revisions, um, who seconds the motion? This is Kate Johnson, I'll second the motion. Okay, so we have a motion and a second. Um, the motion once again is to um, submit the weather program recommendations, as uh, updates, recommendations, um, as suggested by the weatherization subcommittee um, with revisions based on tonight's meeting. Um, So we'll start once again at the beginning. Um, We have Jackie. This is Jackie, aye. Aye. Ben.
6: Yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, Yes. Was
5: that Ben or Stan? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
6: I I approve.
0: Okay. Kay? Yes. Stanley?
6: Yes. Sorry about that earlier.
0: That's okay. Uh, Sarah? Yes. Uh, Kira? Yes. Allison? Yes. And is that everybody? And then I also vote aye.
6: I think you missed Deb uh,
0: Ford. Oh, on my side. Deb Ford says, Deb <laughs> Ford, yes. Okay. So that sounds unanimous. Um, the motion passes. Um, and so thank you, Jackie and Ben for working so hard on that. Um, and hopefully we can get somebody in that position soon to start working um, and implementing these recommendations that you guys worked so hard on. Um, next thing on the budget is uh, city budget. And I think that comes from Jasmine.
1: Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Um, this is uh, at your last meeting, uh, we talked a little bit about the budget. Um, the This is the last meeting that you would have an opportunity to uh, have a discussion as a board around the, the city budget. And so I added it based on that. Um, there's, you know, I, I shared uh, some links to, uh, budget information, including some of the frequently asked questions. Um, that memorandum uh, was what the city commission saw a couple of weeks ago. And then in terms of budget timeline, there's a public hearing at the end of the month on August 31st. And then um, the budget is scheduled to be adopted on September 7th. So if this board uh, as a group would like to um, take any position on the budget, this is your last opportunity to do that. Um, As always, you are welcome to participate as uh, individuals in the budget process, and um, there are a couple ways to do that. One is through the Lawrence Listen survey, which is on the city website, and then uh, you can always provide written public comment for the August 31st uh, commission meeting, or you can provide live um, public comment, um, most likely via Zoom um, at that meeting as well. So that's all I have for the budget update. And there's room for discussion if you like.
3: I have a question. Go ahead, Kay. Hi, um, Kay Johnson, SAB board member. Um, so it would be appropriate for us to make a recommendation that the position uh, that's being considered for the sustainability department um, stay in the budget or how, how would we, word that because I think that we definitely should support
0: that position um, that's being considered right now. So I was gonna make a comment about this too, Jasmine, that this is Makakwa, is that if the board wants to tonight to vote on it, I would be willing to testify at that meeting to support expanding the sustainability staff. I would not limit it to one or two positions because ideally we'd like to see sustainability staff um, as much as we could get. Um, but it is something that I think that, um, we, as a board, um, if we voted to tonight, then I would, I would be able to, I would be willing to, um, as a SAB chair, go and support, um, support whatever SAB wants me to support in oral testimony. But I think that's one thing that we should get behind is, is expanding sustainability staff.
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Uh, Yeah, just as a reminder, your job is to make recommendations to the city commission. Um, So this is a policy discussion. Uh, The the budget is a policy discussion. So it is appropriate for you to make a recommendation on the budget if you choose.
3: So what position is that again? Uh, Isn't it an an analyst? I can't remember exactly this case.
1: Jasmine, um, sustainability director, currently in the city manager's recommended budget. There is one additional position for the sustainability office uh, and it is a sustainability analyst position.
3: So Jasmine, I think,
8: is- that, sorry. So I
3: think that we definitely should at least support that. Um,
5: yeah, I agree. Um, this is Ben Sykes, SAB board member. Jasmine, um, do you have, uh, I don't understand the funding mechanism behind that sustainability analyst. Is it, is it sustainably funded such that, you know, it doesn't have two years of funding from CARES Act or federal things and then there's not support for it?
1: Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Um, this is a unique budget. Uh, so, um the, there is a chunk of money that is being used from um, federal dollars uh, related to COVID that is funding part of uh, the 2022 budget um, and, it, and 2023 budget essentially. Um, the, the idea is that uh, within those two years, there will be a strategy to replace that funding when it is done in two years. Um, So the the intent is that whatever positions are created with this excess of money that's coming in related to COVID, um, there will be a plan to sustainably fund those beyond the two years. So I, I don't know specifically if this position is coming from that pot of money, but um, but in general, that is what's going on with the the city budget proposal this year.
0: This is Makokwa. So essentially, what we're trying to do is get these positions created and then um, and get them funded now, and then work with the city and possibly give recommendations um, for policies that will permanently fund these positions. Is how I see this. Um, but, you know, we as the SAB board, um, I mean, that's one of the things that we should be recommending is um, is expanding the city of Lawrence uh, sustainability staff um, and then pushing for those staff positions to be permanent. So. Um, so, yeah, however we want to support this, if we want to um, make a motion to submit written testimony, if we want people to um, show up individually, um, with testimony or if we as a board want to testify at the board meeting, um, uh, potentially to be on the agenda, then um, then we can start entertaining motions for that now.
6: This is Stan Rasmussen, I would make a motion to authorize Ma- Makukla to represent the sustainability advisory board at the budget hearings and advocate for uh, sustainability staff as a part of the uh, Lawrence budget and not limit it to just this one sustainability analyst position, but leave it open for one or more staff. We have a motion. Go ahead,
0: second. Okay, so we have a motion from Stanley to um, to have the Sab Chair represent the Sab Board um, be included on the agenda to testify um, in support of having sustainability positions be included in the 2022 budget. Is that what I'm hearing, Stanley?
6: Yes, and okay. thank you for volunteering to do that.
0: Um, no problem. So my chair is aboard. Um, so. Do we need public comment for this, Jasmine, before we vote on this as a board? Yes. Okay. So let's open it up for public comment. Um,
1: Michael Allman has his hand up.
8: Hi, Michael Allman again. Um, Speaking for Sustainability Action Network. Uh, I mentioned it in one of the previous meetings, uh, but I just want to remind you that in 2022 and then each year after that, approximately the same amount. The city is spending $480,000 on buying police cars. It's part of their annual, um, you know, the cycle of of vehicle replacement. I don't know how many cars they buy for $480,000, but, you know, probably six or eight, I don't know. I don't know what a police car costs, but I'd suggest that you, Go to the city and recommend that those be all electric battery powered police cars and you might look at the cip the capital improvements plan and see how many street sweepers they're going to be buying each year because there's a company that makes electric street sweepers there's quite a bit of electric vehicles out there right now so you might actually say you can be buying these vehicles right now. They exist. So that's my suggestion. If you would, I'd add that to the motion, maybe. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much, Michael. This is Mako Kwa. Um, I will say that in talking with different groups, um, there's a lot of um, different groups that see ways as conservation for what they do, whether that be sanitation workers, firemen police officers, there's different ways that um, the city of Lawrence can be incorporating conservation into all of those areas. And I'm sure there's more that we're not even thinking about. So that is a great suggestion that that we should be pushing city commission to do as well. Jasmine, who else is uh, wanting to submit comment for this meeting?
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. I do not see any other hands raised.
5: Ben wanted to say something to you. um probably I just don't remember (laughs) uh oh I was just Makokwa when you go you could you know sustainability is now a core commitment is that right of our strategic plan and so I think the fact that it's been elevated as a core commitment should should make a even a stronger recommendation under what um Stan and, and Kay were motioning for right is that it's a central piece of what our strategic plan is. It should be a central piece of our budget. It should be threaded through all of the things we do, including like purchasing of vehicles, as Michael suggested. But certainly when we choose the positions that might be temporarily funded now that could go into the future, it should be those ones that reflect our you know, our commitments, our core commitments that we've established through the strategic plan. It seems like this one is.
0: Thank you, Ben. This is Michael. This is also part of, um, you know, Lawrence's commitment to the principles of the green new deal that we also testified for and got unanimous support for as well. So, um, this would just be the city of Lawrence showing that it's putting its money where its mouth is when it comes to our recommendations and things that they have supported in the past. So, um, I agree. Um, okay. So we have a motion on the floor, um, that, the Sab Chair will go and testify and be included on the agenda for the budget meeting to um, advocate for permanent sustainability positions to be funded by the City of Lawrence 2022 budget. That was seconded by Kay Johnson. Um, time to vote. Um, Stanley, Can Marco, call for a second oh, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Ask a question. Um, Hey, Jasmine, I'm not sure if this is um, appropriate for you to answer or not, or if if your team has considered it. Um, I noticed that um, someone in the during the budget presentation was talking about a vehicle transition plan consultant um, for figuring out how to get the fleet to uh, adhere to the city's 100% renewable energy goal. Um, and I wanted to know if you thought that that was um, something that should be done or if that's something that should be wrapped up in the um, uh, the climate plan and the plan that's going to be done to, to get the city um, on the track to 100% renewable energy if we're spending resources doubly. Um, instead of wrapping it all into one thing.
1: This is Jasmine Sustainability Director. I think that for there are going to be some specific projects that uh, the climate plan just won't be as detailed on. And so I know that um, like for the transit fleet, um, for other fleet, uh, there are some like specs that need to some very specific details that need to go into that that we probably won't get into that level of detail in the larger climate plan. Um, and so uh, there are probably gonna be several things like that, that um, you know, uh, the climate plan will include recommendations. It will rec- include policy recommendations, some programmatic recommendations, but the level of detail that um, people that are making purchasing decisions at, may be needed at a finer, with a finer point than would be included in the larger plan.
2: Okay. Got it. That's helpful. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we weren't um, spending more money than we needed to on consultants. Um, There was one other suggestion I had for making comments from Sab to commission on budget information. And that was because I noticed one of the frequently asked questions that they published was about public transportation and making it free. Um, And I think it would be easy because it's, um, I don't know if it was part of SAB schools or one of the things we wanted to learn more about, but it was on our list at some point um, for recommending that public transportation be free. And since it's come up in conversation, I think we should add that as something that we would recommend. I see
3: Kay. Hi, Kay, um, SAB board member if i can remind you that one of our subcommittees is uh looking at the different departments and that was one and so i'm involved in that uh, subcommittee allison is on that subcommittee and we that's what our uh, original um, charter was to do was to look at city departments and find out uh, what their goals are originally, and then for us to make additional recommendations if they have not considered those. So we had, um, it because we didn't get a chance to talk about it um, earlier, if we wanna go ahead and vote on this, and then I can fill you in on what our subcommittee's been doing. It's up to everyone if you want me to explain what we're doing, but.
0: This is Michael. We'll, have, we'll probably have to do that next meeting, Kate, just because of the time frame that we have. Um, well, the, on, the only thing then, if you want to wait,
3: then I would like to suggest that, um, because Kira had specifically asked to be included when the Transit Department um, is involved in this, because there was discussion from one of our meetings about asking transit to consider uh, free transportation. Um, so on September 14th at two, we are, uh, The plan is to ask Transit to participate in our subcommittee meeting. So, Kira, if you want to put that on your agenda and otherwise uh, other people could also attend, we just have to be careful about how many are in attendance so that we don't reach a quorum. But um, our our next subcommittee would be September 14th at 2, and we will be asking Transit to attend and explain what their current plans are. Uh, and then talk to them about the free, um, free bus passes, free transportation.
0: So I think that um, if I remember correctly in the past, Jasmine said that uh, for SAAB to speak, it would be SAB chair. Um, I think other people can uh, testify on their own. Um, if that's something that w- wants to be recommended in the budget, um, I would ask Stanley to modify his uh, motion to for that to be included for SAB chair to testify on at the budget meeting
3: well i wasn't i, I don't know how, how what i just said is, is associated with that but we're not ready to make additional recommendations i think i just wanted to let people know that we're having that subcommittee
10: meeting
0: so okay um so going back to jackie's question um Is this something that FAB wants to be included um, at this meeting or do we wanna wait and make formal recommendations to the city commission to make to the transportation department later on?
2: It's a good question. Um, From what I know about reading their frequently asked question answer on that one is they don't have a way to fund the, the gap that would be created from the fares that they receive currently, for especially for this budget year, um, they are planning like a half of the year to have free public transportation in 2022 or 2023 and then assess from there if they've got funding capabilities to continue it on. So that, that was why it was, I was proposing just a basic, like we are in support of, you know, making public transportation free. Um, it's clear that they're not going to be able to make it happen this coming year without like some substantial changes and suggestions. Um, so I'm, I'm proposing just a general statement of support within within our comments. And if that's not appropriate because it's not for this budget
3: year, that's fine. This is Kate Johnson, uh, board member. I think that uh, personally, I'd rather wait and see what transit has to say, plus understand their financial situation um before we make that recommendation because we need to give them an opportunity to tell us what their plans are and that's that's what we plan to do with all of the different departments
0: okay so we've had um comments recommendations um stan who made the original motion um did you want to modify your motion, or do, should we wait for a second motion about this particular budget meeting? Um, do we want to submit written testimony as a general statement, like Jackie said, or do we want to let the subcommittee continue the work that it's doing? I'm asking this to the whole board.
6: I'd be happy to withdraw my motion. I'll let somebody else make one. Um, I don't. Know enough about the transportation issues to figure out if I'm in favor of recommending from this board free uh, public transit. I like the idea, but what what's what would be driving that for us? What, how would how did we come to that recommendation? I don't know. So if somebody else wants to make a different motion, I'd be happy to withdraw mine.
1: This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Um, just a time check. We have about five minutes left before the next meeting comes.
4: This is, this is Deb Ford. I would um, like to stay with the original motion and, and let Kay and her subcommittee um, dive into it a little bit further before we take action, especially if it's something that's not gonna be able to happen in the fiscal year.
0: Okay, so we have a suggestion to vote on the original motion that was that was seconded by Kay. Um, we can put it on future agenda items um, to revisit uh, bus transportation, bus transportation free fare, um, also uh, with feedback from the subcommittee. Um, does that sound like something that everybody on the board would support? Okay, so let's move forward with the. Um, uh, motion that's on the floor right now that Stan um, moved to have Sab chair um, testify at the budget hearing um, on I don't remember the exact date, um, but the upcoming budget hearing um, budget meeting to um, advocate for permanently funding sustainability positions in the sustainability office. Um, Kay Johnson second end, so we'll go through and vote on that now. Uh, Stanley. Yes. Okay.
3: Yes, sorry, I couldn't get
0: my mute unmute button to work. Ben. Yes. Uh, Deb. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jackie. It's Jackie. Hi. Kira. That's a yes. Uh, Sarah. Yes. And Allison. Yes. OK, and I vote yes as well. So um, I said chair will put together um, a testimony and testify for um, at the next budget hearing. Um, like Jasmine said, we have about five minutes left. Um, Jasmine in that five minutes. Sh- Could we go through staff report and get to public comments, or should we just go to public comments, I'd rather get people who attended the meeting to the chance to speak.
1: This is Jasmine Um, yeah public comment works for me Uh, everything's in my staff report, so you can read that at your leisure. Okay. All right, we'll open it up for public comment. Do not see anyone raising their hand
0: at the moment. Okay, I thought we had more public comments. Okay, we can read. Um, we can um, read Jasmine's staff report. Um, on yep. the agenda, you can see future agenda items. Um, we have on there to invite the Indigenous Center to a future sub meeting. Um, look at the role of Stab in the strategic plan. I do recommend that we do this um, with a fine-tooth comb. Um, just in some of my meetings with city staff, um, it's questions that I've I've asked and and wanted to be able to reference in the strategic plan. And so, for us to be able to have that knowledge of where it's at, what it says, I think that that's something that would really benefit our board um a sab policy recommendation status update for single-use bags and solar ready to development i do have a comment about this particular thing um in some of my talks with the city um staff we one of the things that we've experienced in the past as a sab board is to um make recommendations to the city commission um have them support our recommendations into an ordinance and then have the Kansas legislature come and pass legislation that would essentially overrule what the city of Lawrence was to do. They call that home rule, uh, or you know, the city w- would have home rule over the state, but state legislation supersedes um, home rule. So, um, but one of the things that um, I also asked was about our uh, 2035 renewable energy goals. And they stated that because those were just goals, that was not necessarily an ordinance. Um, it was not enforceable, but yet we can see as a board that these recommendations and our goals um, have guided city staff into making um, action changes within the city governing. Um, So with that in mind, one of the things that I would like to focus on, especially with something like the single use plastic bags is to focus on making goals or resolution, something that's not, That's not enforceable, yes, but it's also something that uh, the Kansas legislature can't come along and supersede with its own legislation. It could just be goals or um, things to work towards within the city of Lawrence that we could get city commission behind. Um, And that would also be something that they could get behind without it being um, something that could be charged a tax or a fee or anything like that, which has kind of tripped up this issue in the past. Um, So I would urge the board to think about it in terms of that. That's just my suggestion um, from a policy background, something that we could be recommending the city commission on. And then in in some of our future recommendations, if there is something controversial like that, um, I would just see us being more effective. If if we're getting tripped up with not getting ordinances passed, then then we could start recommending um, goals or resolutions Things that that we can, you know, push for the city commission to get behind that may not have the teeth of an ordinance, but it's also something that can't be come along and and toppled over by by the state of Kansas, if you know what I mean. Um, so um, that's just an idea I had, especially for the single-use bags issue, um, because that is a controversial issue and it is something that the the other states have have made their own legislation on that supersedes what cities have wanted to do. Um, and so if we look at it in terms of, of a goal or a resolution, something that we're not going to charge the fee or tax on, um, but that we could look at in the future once that becomes some sort of like practice in the city of Lawrence and it works, then we can make the case that this has worked in the city of Lawrence, this has saved this, this much money, this has cut down this much pollution, whatever the issue that we want to um, to use that with, then we can say to the state of Kansas, this actually works. Um, And so later on, we could turn it into an ordinance. Um, So, but you know, with ordinances, they have to stand up into a court of law. And so that's what you always want to with an ordinances is to have something that 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 under scrutiny, it's going to still stand up. And so, um, and so that's why I make that recommendation. And so that's just what I wanted to say about those future agenda items.
1: this is this is jasmine sustainability director i know there's probably a lot of discussion that needs to happen on this um, unfortunately we are out of time and we have the next meeting coming in so i'm gonna need to
0: end the meeting here okay Thanks thank you everyone. everybody for coming um, thank you public for bringing your comments and look forward to the next meeting thank you